to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. In this episode, you'll hear me, Jenny Scholick, in conversation with newly promoted principal dancer Max Cawthorn. This episode was recorded on April 27th, 2020. Hope you enjoy. All right, here we are. Here we are. uh, Congrats again. I got to meet you in person from a socially distanced. Congratulations. But um, really exciting news. Really, um, I think we were all really pleased to hear about your promotion. Not that we aren't pleased about everyone's, but you're kind of a homegrown, hometown kid. So, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. So, I'm going to kind of dive in. We're going to talk mostly about you and your career up till now, um, but also a bit about this season and what you're up to, how you're hanging in there during shelter in place in this weird time. That all sound good? Sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) Great. All right. So first off, let's just start with the really kind of obvious question of like, how are you? Where are you? How are you holding up? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, I mean, it's a lot of just sort of sitting around and, you know, just waiting. Um, I know a lot of people are like taking classes every day and stuff, and um, I haven't been doing that. Um, I've mostly just been glued to my couch, you know. I, there's a lot of shows that I haven't been watching and stuff, so I've been trying to watch um, sort of The Sopranos for the first time ever, which is great. So I'm, like, throwing it back a little bit. Nice. Um, I watched a bit of Ozark. Um, which I liked, but also got really intense by the end of season two. So I was like, took a took a quick break from that. Um, yeah, but mostly just sort of sitting around. I mean, I'm doing okay. Like, you know, some days are easier than others, but I, I, I kept going through periods of time where I would sort of freak out about, you know, if I had to go to the grocery store or things like that. Um, you know, like if I'm asymptomatic and what if I touch this and someone else got it and, you know, like all, just all of that stuff, I would, all of a sudden like start, um, you know, I would get kind of like panicky about things like that and worried that, you know, I wasn't doing enough or that, you know, I might be causing harm to people or vice versa, you know, without meaning to. And, um, so that was kind of stressful and like something that I wasn't really expecting. Um, like I didn't sleep well for a little while and just, just weird things like that. Um, but most of that sort of settled down. I'm sleeping better and, um, you know, I'm, I try not to go out too much. Um, but, you know, I go out for, you know, my neighbors and stuff like that. And, you know, for the food drive and things that you obviously helped set up. I saw you this morning. It was great. Um, and, you know, just so so little things. And I try to get out for walks and stuff. But um, even still, it's, you know, I, I always kind of worry about exposure and exposing other people to things and um, stuff. So uh, it's definitely been like a bit of an adjustment period. But it's trying to settle a little, at least. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a weird time for all of us, you know, I don't think any, none of us have ever lived through something like this before. So just trying to figure out what the new normal is. Um, I, you said you have not been taking class every day. Did you feel like your body was just ready for a little bit of a break coming yeah. off the season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had been dealing with like some weird little injuries that weren't anything so serious, um, but that enough that. I was, you know, I'm going to sort of take the opportunity to try and um, let those sort of settle. I mean, I think a lot of the dancers usually by the midpoint um, are dealing with at least something. But um, so, yeah, I'm I'm trying to just let it, you know, like let the body recoup. We never have this much time, um, especially since we're not touring the summer or anything like that, um, that, you know, we are already expecting a pretty big break. But now it's like, you know, I feel like I have tons of time to still get in shape eventually whenever that yeah. happens but there's no rush and I was talking yeah. to I don't know who I was interviewing last week but it's like this is not the time to get in either right like yeah. it would be so silly to like push through right now when there's nothing yeah on the horizon for yeah quite a while and like I'm still trying to do little things like I'm still trying to you know like do a little bit of a workout and stretch every day and stuff like that um, and try and keep like some sort of activation um but definitely by no means like a full situation. You know, I mean, I think it's like amazing all of, you know, I'm seeing people do double tours in their apartments and, you know, like six pirouettes on point. And I'm like, 
I don't know how that's happening. I don't know what they're doing, but it's amazing. Like, power to them. I know. I know I had that thought, too. You know, being full potted as I was just like, it's amazing what people are doing. But also, like, it's okay to take a break. Take a break. You're fine. As I sit, like, on my couch eating Cheetos, like, like, wow, they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Too fun. All right, so I want to I wanna get out of the present for the moment and kind of go way, way, way back to the beginning. We're going to do a whole full-fledged, like, retrospective of your life and career here because promotions are the time to do that. So um, start at the very, very beginning. How did you first get into dance? How did that start for you? Um, well, my mom was a dancer, um, so she, was, she had trained um, classically, like, in ballet, but you know, sort of found herself in contemporary companies and stuff like that. And, um, so I, I mean, she had, she was at the end of her career when I was born, but I, she still had friends and we'd go to the studios and things like that. So I was sort of in the studio when I was a little, little kid, but you know, I don't really remember any of that. And, um, we moved here and I started taking, um, classes at ODC um, and I was part of their, they call it the, I don't know if they still have both actually, but it used to be called the the jam and the jellies, which are like the two um, like youth groups, the jellies being the younger and the jam being the older, um, which is pretty cute. And so I, I was like a part of um, both of those. And my mom sort of suggested if I wanted to, um, you know, continue training that, you know, I might think about taking ballet classes and stuff. And so I went to take an audition, like an open audition. I don't know if they still have those, um, but just like for the school. And it was with Jeff Lyons and he, um, I remember like, I didn't know any of the terminology and we were like at bar doing plies. And I was like, what's a plie? Um, And just like, as a kid, like not really knowing what's happening, like that sort of just feel like, I mean, not fearless because I was fearful, but um, you know, like without worry of like, messing things up really um and then he invited me to the year and I did six months and I hated it and I quit and then um six months later at the end of the year he called me and I remember I was like crying on the phone and I don't even really know why I think I was just a kid and like nervous to be talking to an adult um and Jeff is also like huge man like he's like six two um and so he sort of just said like you know, you can come back if you want to, there's a space for you. Um, and like, we would really like to have you. I think it would be a great thing for you. And I think it would be great for the school. And so I did, I came back that fall and then, um, was in the school. I, so I joined the school first when I was 11, six months on, six months off the break and then, um, the break me quitting. Um, and then again, like 12, to uh 18 um i went to a couple of summer sessions i did two summer sessions at sab which i loved um i i think it was really really good for me to get out of my comfort zone and out of sort of the people i was used to and the teachers i was used to and things like that and um stylistically as well i think it helped sort of change i think it was a good um Timing wise, I think it was fortunate. I was 17 the second year I went and that I happened to just develop coordination and like musculature and things that I hadn't really. Um, it's funny because looking back on it now, like I used to suck at video games. Like all my friends used to just destroy me. And I realized I don't think I had good hand-eye coordination. Like I don't think I just like put two and two together sort of like it was fine. I was okay, but like and then at a certain age I was like oh like things started clicking things started happening I started to understand things things started to feel more natural um so that was a big change that was like a very uh like a very useful summer for me um and I developed a lot that year and then I came back and I became a trainee I was training for two years I joined the company in 2013 as an apprentice um to core to soloist now to principal, which is weird, but apparently. <laughs> That's happening. Yeah. So um, I want to dig in a little bit. You mentioned Jeff Lyons as a really early teacher. Who are some of the other faculty members who really kind of stand out in your head as being important to you? 
when you were at the school? Well, it was funny because I sort of, um, there were different sort of generational changes um, through my history in the school. So when I first joined the school, Lola had become the director a year or two ago, um, Lola Davila. So she, I don't know how much of a, of a faculty change she did, but basically while she was the director, I worked with, um, worked with Jeff. I worked with Parrish Maynard. I worked with Jorge Escavel. I worked with Geneva Scare. I worked with Olivier Wexstein. I worked with, um, even, um, Gonzalo Garcia. I had like two random classes before he went to New York city ballet. Um, I'm probably free. I mean, I worked with Ruben once Patrick took over. I worked a lot with Patrick um, as the training director as well. Um, I'm probably forgetting some people. I even uh, like I worked with Shannon Brashenhan for a little bit. So we had a lot of teachers, which I think was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And Shannon was great, too. I remember. Oof, I don't know if I should. I mean, it doesn't matter. But I remember one time I. Uh, she we had a combined class like boys and girls combined class probably when I was like 13 or 14 and all of the boys we were just talking and being super rude and like just out of control and she kicked us all out <laughs> and that's the only class I've ever been kicked out of but and ju like justifiably so but I remember I felt so bad I was like whoa like okay we can't just like play around um but yeah I mean I think you know we had a, a good variety of teachers and I think it was good, like different teachers had different strengths and different things that you could take from. And I think that that was really important. Um, I think it is, it, it does help to have stability. You know, like we wouldn't change teachers every day. It wasn't like a, just like a mixed bag. Um, but you would have like one teacher for most of the year or one teacher for the whole year for, you know, your technique classes and then for your partnering classes and things like that. Um, I think especially like especially with Jorge, it was he he basically taught all of the partnering classes that we had, um, and that was really important because he was an incredible partner. And then going to SAB, working with Drop Soto, he was an incredible partner, and they have a whole weight training program that um, I think the ballet school has now, but at the time didn't. And it it was I mean, I the combination of of his experience as like one of the world's best partners being known as one of the most like the greats in history um being able to work with him was amazing and he was also just super funny he would like try and teach the girls how to do shoulder sits by like running out of nowhere like bolting across the studio and jumping onto one of the bars and he was a pretty big guy and like you could get a little worried sometimes like it, it was it was really fun like he was so fun he was a really great teacher i had fun I feel like one of the things, you know, that um, has distinguished your dancing has been that you are a very good partner, right? I feel like you've gotten thrown in over the course of your career to um, partners from really established ballerinas in the company. I've heard that from people that you're a really nice partner. Um, so I think it's interesting that that's kind of right where you go to when you're thinking about that training that you felt like the training you got in the school, did you feel like that was really helpful? Like right when you joined the company from the beginning that you had some of that experience? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think, I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, I can't, I don't know what it's like to be a, a, a woman being partnered, like a female partner. Um, and I think it's very different than what men have to do, but I do think, I mean, and like one thing that is still a constant source of anxiety is like you are responsible for someone else's body. Like you, like you in a lot of ways have other people's career and happiness and livelihood in your hands. And I think that's part of what makes me feel like I have to be good um, just to be safe, you know, and like be able to do things that choreographers want, of course, but also so that no one gets hurt. Um, and I've had instances where I've dropped girls and I've, you know, fallen while carrying girls. I mean, that's happened I think three times now, which is like still just like, I can still lay down at night trying to go to bed and like start thinking about it and just ruin my night. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's, I, I think, 
I think partnering is really fun because I love, you know, everyone loves dancing on their own as well, but when you're able to share something with someone, it's really nice. Um, you're also in it together. Like you've worked, you work a lot, you know, building things. And even if it's not a new creation, like you spend a lot of time together. Um, and I mean, I've been super fortunate to partner with the people I have. Um, and it's kind of, uh, strange to even think about, but it's really nice. Fortunate that way. At what point, uh, when you were in the school, did you know that this was something you wanted to pursue professionally? Right. Clearly not in that first sense. Sometime yeah. after. <laughs> no, that was not, that was not the time. Um, it, I mean, I decided pretty late. Like I, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't really love it until I could do it well, which sounds kind of stupid, but I think also as a kid, like I didn't watch a lot of ballet. Like it wasn't like Jeff would always um, like try to get my mom to get me into the, into watch uh, like to, to like to go to shows and stuff. And I just wasn't interested. Like I wasn't, I didn't have that kind of, you know, um, appreciation for the art and the artistry and the hard work that goes into it um, until I was much older. Um, I didn't really decide until I was like 17, which is basically when you have to decide. Um, And I think also having gone to summer sessions and working with different people and things like that made me realize that it's, it's not just like an extracurricular. I think because I started as a kid, it was like something you did after school, you know, and, and while it is also great as an extracurricular, I think you can take a lot from it, even if you don't pursue it like as a professional, um, it, I, I didn't really feel that way until later. Um, and I mean, I still, you know, like you always kind of wonder what other lives would be like, or, um, you know, wonder what, you know, having gone to college would be like something like so exotic, you know? Um, but I think that's also, that's what's great about our life as well is the flip side of that, of, you know, people probably wonder what it's like to be in this life or to be, you know, in our shoes. And, you know, that's incredibly fortunate that I have that point of view. Mm-hmm. Do you like watching dance now? Or yeah, are you yeah. deeply? Like- well, I mean, some people don't, right? Some people just sort of like to do it, even when they're professionals and they don't particularly want to sit in the audience, but you do like sitting in the audience and watching now? Yeah, no, I love, I love sitting in the audience. I won't watch a lot on YouTube or things like that. Um, I mean, I will on occasion, um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love there. It's, it's a completely different thing when you're in the audience. Um, I, I will often watch if, if I'm not performing or like in the rehearsals for dress rehearsals and orchestra rehearsals, I will often watch every rehearsal that we do and things like that from the audience, because it's just, I mean, it's great. I don't know. It's also fun when you know everyone and like, you can see the things that they've been working on and like the hard work that they've been putting into it. And like, you know, when things go well or, you know, like things that they might not feel comfortable in that are, they're pushing themselves to do well. And it's just always nice to see, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like that's um, something that's really true of you as well. I was looking at your bio on the website today and there's a quote on there from you. I don't know if you even remember this that says, what's one of your proudest moments as a dancer? And you said it was watching a friend of yours in Borderlands really push herself. And you've commented today too about, you know, the responsibility you feel as a partner. Like it feels like you have such a um, close relationship with the people around you as a dancer. Sort of true to your experience. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think all of us, you know, we all go through goods and bads with each other. And I think that, you know, there has been a lot of change in the company over the last, you know, just in my, you know, in the last like seven years, but, um, you're, you were with everyone day in and day out and you're together for, you know, when you're performing, you're together from 11 o'clock until 1130. And, you know, you spend a lot of time together, you see everything. Um, so, I mean, I think we all come in with respect for the art and we all come in with respect for ourselves and our bodies and our partner's bodies. And as you continue to work professionally and work with everyone, you develop respect and feel responsibility to 
the whole company and trying to just make everything work. Um, whether, you know, you agree with people or disagree with people or think that, you know, I didn't put you off your leg or you were, you know, like whatever, however small or large it is, I think we all have a responsibility to, you know, remember that it's also a workplace and remember that everyone is stressed out and everyone is going through hard times and, you know, everyone is trying and doing their best and we all show up every day. And, um, you know, that's, that's what's important. Um, so I, I think that's one of the, one of the good lessons that, that Bally has taught me is just showing up and being respectful. Great. So back to, back to you, back to you and your career. <laughs> when you joined the company, as you said, you joined as an apprentice in 13 um, and then Corte Ballet in 14. Uh, what was that transition like for you? And what were some of the early opportunities you got maybe to be not, you know, in the core, but kind of some early? I mean, the transition wasn't so different. Um I think it's different for men and women. I mean, I think it also depends on the rep of the season. And, you know, I think in general, men have it slightly easier than women, um, just by sheer numbers. You know, their Bayadere isn't made up of 60 men on stage, you know, like. um, So in that way, I think men are just more fortunate. Um, So the transition wasn't so difficult um it it was a pretty it was mostly the same um, between the two years for me in terms of workload and opportunity and things like that um but I remember the first my first performance with the company so I joined in uh it would have been like June or July of 2013 and then we went on tour to New York in October maybe November of 2013 so just a couple months after I had joined and um, there was an injury and someone couldn't do Sweet on Blanc. So we, we did we did a week of mixed rep and then a week of Cinderella. And somebody got injured and couldn't do Sweet on Blanc. And so the first performance I had with the company was doing the, the Pada Sank, is it, of Sweet on Blanc? Like the five guys or the four guys. That one, but that sounds right. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's it's the it's the four guys and the and the one girl and it's all like battery and it's all you know things that I like and um and it was super scary but super fun um and so that was my first performance with the company just sort of like getting thrown in having to have like emergency rehearsals and um you know just in sort of typical fashion of how it often goes of like when you're a kid and you want these opportunities but you can't really find like how to get through it's usually just being there and being present and you know working hard and um you know i was just it was just sheer you know for me for my side of it it was sheer luck you know um and luckily it wasn't an injury that you know ended any careers or anything like that so you know everyone is okay you can you can feel okay about telling the story because it all yeah yeah um, you're promoted to soloist in 17. Yes, that sounds right. I think I pulled it from your bio. So I'm going to go with 17. It was right, right. As, right as I was uh, joining the organization, actually. Um, what do you remember dancing kind of right before that? What were some of those like big moments where it was like, all right, maybe, maybe this might turn into a promotion? Um, well, I mean, that was the year that the first year that we did Frankenstein. Um, and I mean, I don't think that I would have been promoted if I hadn't done Frankenstein. Um, so that's the easy answer. Um, the, you know, I mean, each year you would get a little bit of, you know, I remember doing like one of the first, like more principal roles I did was doing the elders in Yuri Posikov's Rite of Spring, um, which honestly, I don't even remember. It was like, we barely got it together. We barely got on stage. Like, I mean, like me and my partner, me and Luke at the time, Luke Willis, um, we, you know, I just remember just frantically throwing it together. So that was one of the first, like more principal parts. Yuri all has always given me opportunity to at least learn, um, really great, you know, more featured roles. Um, but I mean, Frankenstein was the, the 
the one. Um, what can yeah. you talk about what you remember from that sort of rehearsal and performance process of Frankenstein? Um, I mean, that was a pretty um, s special and unique experience. The there, so I had been cast to learn it and I had been cast as fifth cast with a partner who was coming back from an injury. And um, so it was sort of slow and I had, you know, I had first and second cast spots in other roles. And so, you know, the attention had sort of drifted from, you know, principal rehearsals into just as your job as a court of ally member. Um, and so even though it's still super exciting and I would still try and keep my eye on it and things, it was sort of like, okay, like your fifth cast, probably not going to happen. It's okay. No hard feelings. Still really cool. Um, and then the f fourth cast, um, I might be off by one of those numbers. Um, either the third or fourth cast um, lead man got injured. And so I had to be bumped um, to at least know it so that they could have, because it's a pretty demanding full length um, so that they didn't have anything. We, you know, the first year, I think we did 11 or 12 shows so that they wouldn't have everyone doing, you know, four shows of it basically. Um, so they had to put me in. Before opening was that, was that like within a matter of weeks before opening? Um, yeah. I think that they, they made the decision that they had to put me in um, like, three three weeks maybe like two and a half weeks um so i mean you know and i knew sections of it um but then we basically just went into rehearsals of like private rehearsals just trying to get it together and like learn it and i have a really bad habit of like smiling or laughing in like intimate moments or like anytime i'm slightly uncomfortable so the stress of it and all you know it was like I had to sort of pull my, pull my stuff together and like just not make a fool of myself and not like disgrace my partner and disgrace the choreography. And, you know, and if I wanted it to happen, which obviously it's an, it's an amazing opportunity. Of course I wanted it to happen that I would have to sort of buckle down a little. Um, so yes, yeah, so we did, I found, we found out about two weeks, um, two to three weeks ahead of time that it looks like we're going to have a show and we should probably figure it out. Um, and I mean, it was like, I still, I like, I look back on that time very, very fondly. Um, it was very difficult, but it was really nice. Was that first like really big kind of acting part too, where you really had to balance out like a, a really demanding technical role with, carrying I mean obviously carrying the story all the way through but even just sort of having that degree of acting and characterization that needed to be added on top yeah I mean I think in general men don't often uh, at least in like a classical sense they aren't often you don't think of men's roles as being dramatic and you know having a lot of um, you know facial expression and things like that at least I mean I guess that's not necessarily true. I'm not super well-versed in like ballet history and stuff. You know, I don't watch a lot, but, um, you know, that was one of the, the first instances that I should say that I, I understood the demand that is put on the male, uh, aside from just being a partner and sort of a rock and like a more sturdy secondary character to the female. Um, so that it was definitely like a, an adjustment because I didn't, I didn't really, like know how to do that I didn't really know what to do or you know how to bring those emotions out um but it, it, it was nice it was like a it was I think it was an important thing for me to learn um and I think it's also just important to be able to to know how to carry a story and you know I started out thinking like okay what does this look like what should this look like to the audience and things like that and then instead of that, you sort of have to transfer more into how would you feel in this situation um, and understanding the context of what the character is going through and trying to look at parts of your life that emulate that or that you could pull from. At least that's what I did. I mean, I'm sure not every role 
calls for that, but um, that sort of helped me get yeah. through it. So I want to get to talk a little bit about this year's um, shortened season. Um, you danced a lot in the two months <laughs> before yeah. we had off due to COVID. Um, so I'm just going to kind of run through a few and maybe you could give just a little impression of what working on each of these was like for you. Um, we started off the season with Cinderella and you were one of the fates. Was that a part you had done before? I couldn't recall. Yeah, but it was another one of those situations where like I didn't really know it and like I think we did maybe like one or two shows and like I was really just carried by the rest of the cast and like the people that actually didn't know what they were doing. Like I did not know that at all. Um, and again, it was one of the situations where we had done the last, you know, the shows that I had done of it were also secondary to my quarter valley position and the things that I had to do every night and in all the rehearsals and, you know, stuff like that. And since it's a pretty big production, you don't have the opportunity to, you know, do a second cast and so you can go in to learn the other thing you know things like that um so i had done it before but not as not uh as much as like this last this last time what are I the, think, you did it a lot this time I and mean, i feel like every time i looked at a cast sheet this, this year you were doing that part <laughs> i think we did six uh, may, uh, maybe like five of the seven or I mean how many shows do we do do we do 11 or seven I don't really maybe we did 11 we did 10 or 11 I don't really know we did about yeah half. so I, I yeah I think we did about half um, maybe a little bit over mm-hmm. what are the particular I mean from the outside I could make a guess but what are some of the kind of particular challenges of that role in part Um, I mean the the fates are pretty fun I mean you get cool makeup which is nice and then it it takes a while to do um and it's it's glue on your face with gold leaf pasted onto it so it's kind of uncomfortable and like you'll get stuff like stuck to it like her dress can get stuck to it or if you have like a hair that you like and you can't mess with it um so that kind of that's a challenge um but more realistically in terms of dance uh I think it's actually the opposite of something like Frankenstein where, where in Frankenstein, you do want to be the center of attention in as the fates, you want to be as invisible as possible. Like you want to make, because no one can see you, you're not around, you're not supposed to be seen. Your, your job is to act as fate. Um, And so any of Cinderella's movements, anytime you partner with her, you have to try and make it as if the wind is just carrying her or, her decisions are just being guided by fate um, and not by us picking her up and putting her down over there. Um, so that's, and that's also, uh, that's like my, one of my favorite things about partnering as well is just trying to make it as seamless as possible. So that was fun. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny because you have like, you know, you're with three other friends and you get to just hang out and, you know, have a good time and, and, and all dance together and all lift one person. And it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, four of you lifting one girl has to be easier than your normal job of one of you lifting one girl, right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, they're all small anyway. So it's like, what's you know, I mean, they're all easy to partner on their own. Humans in, in this company, and I guess all ballet companies, but for sure. Uh, looking into the two-three rotation, um, these are the ones I have written down. You did Sandpaper Ballet. Um, that yeah. one like so much fun from the outside is it actually that much fun inside yeah sandpaper was great um sandpapers i think that's probably the most fun i've had on stage at least in like an outward way um like you will often find times like catch yourself just laughing on stage and it feels kind of weird because you're like am i being professional am i self-focused like but the point of it is to be having a good time and not having a good time for the audience to see you having a good time but to have a good time so that they are having a good time. Um, it was funny because I always wished that there was a camera backstage because there's a really long overture. They play sleigh bells. And then throughout that entire time, everyone has to be on stage so that the stage managers know that everyone is here and that no one is missing and everyone is dancing and making jokes and like just running around. And 
you can hear the audience laughing or just like already cheering for the music. But I always wished that there was a camera backstage so that they could just be watching us just having like a total ball. Um, it's so funny because I, I got to interview uh, Tina LeBlanc earlier this year about Sandpaper because you know, she was in the original cast. And she said, well, you know, back in my day during Sleigh Bells, everyone was like running around and dancing behind the curtain. Yeah. But I don't do that anymore. I hope they still do that. So I'm glad yeah. that we confirm that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. I don't think that you could not like I don't I don't know that you could just like stand like you, that's it's not a ballet that you should be freaked out about it's not a ballet that you should be nervous about like even if you make a mistake I think a lot of Mark Morris's choreography is just about being human and just like the human condition of like you know some things go wrong some things go right some things look good some things that are you know ugly or whatever have beauty in them and like you want to you know it's, it's I think it's just about celebrating that I don't think it's about trying to be perfect so I think I mean of course we were dancing and hanging out backstage it was fun uh big hunger had you worked with Trey McIntyre before or was that no. yeah first time working with Trey and that was really fun um it was hard because uh so as a second cast for creations it can be hard sometimes because the people it's made on might not be the same and ben and doris are just insane like their bodies move like i cannot do the things that ben does like he does all these crazy he would always i don't know how but he goes from being on the floor laying down to being on his feet in like two seconds and i don't get how so there was definitely like a learning curve of like watching them and then laughing and being like it's not going to happen. And then kind of like making it your own. Um, but it was, it was really fun. And I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, you, you don't always look back on things and be like, wow, I was really proud of what I made or how I came out or things. And that was an instance where I was, I'm actually very happy with the end result that, that Sasha and I were able to produce. Um, it was really fun. I mean, the wigs were super cool and even though they were difficult at times to work with they were also just really I think that it made a really cool effect I think he made a ballet that was very captivating um and being able to watch it and do it uh were I I I feel very lucky for you know that ballet it got there was so much talk about it kind of right when it premiered, you know, and there was so much uh, sort of philosophy, so many big ideas that kind of went in there that I at least found myself constantly trying to explain to audience members. And they were saying, explain, you know, what, what's going on? Um, from your perspective, kind of inside of it, how did you, what did you understand that ballet to really be about or your part in it? I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know that our part was necessarily. Uh, I mean, I guess that's hard to say. I, I, I tried to take from it being, what are the most important things in your life? Like, so the whole idea of like a big hunger are the essential things that you need to survive, and then everything else being little hungers of little wants of like, I want to buy a new camera, or I want a new car, or I want to, you know, blah blah blah, things that you don't need. Um, and I think he did a really good job of incorporating the set and the lighting and the costumes to break things down and to say, this is the whole world of like, we have all of these extra things that we don't necessarily need. What happens as you take those away? Um, and so I think it was a, I think it was a good opportunity to sort of look at um, human relationships and say, like, how do I create something that implies losing all of the excess of like this person's pretty or I'm ugly or, you know, things like that. And just saying like trying to appreciate people for who they are and not what they are. Um, and finding love in people that you might, you know, otherwise if you're worried about all these small hungers, not see. Um, and, and I think that that was why it was a really nice, um, I think it was a good change for all of us. I, you know, it's not, I've only seen Trey's other ballet that he did for us. Um, that was just on the, the stream, um, or on like the weekly views or whatever it's called. And the, um, 
and you know so when when I first heard that I was going to be in his piece I was like what's this going to be like like you know I was really excited to you know dance to you know recorded music and all this stuff and then he came in and it was yeah exactly I was like this would be great like I haven't really gotten this chance yet um and he came in and it was completely different from what I thought it was going to be but it was also really nice in that way. Um, I think he pushed himself in a lot of ways and ended up with a really, a really nice product. Mm-hmm. Really did. So you kind of got to end your season with two notoriously difficult parts, the Mazurka role in Etudes and Oberon in Midsummer for our student matinee. Um, I'm curious uh, kind of how you found out that you would be doing each of those parts and then how you approached preparing for them. Um, well, those were, I mean, the, those were lucky situations where I wasn't, you know, thrown into things like we, um, you know, I was on the cast list for both and etudes was new to me. Um, uh, the we had done etudes last year is that right or the year before you hadn't done that part in it right no and i didn't learn it um like i wasn't on the list for that um and so when i saw that i was going to be on the list for it this year i was really excited um but it wasn't like a shock it wasn't like a last minute throw in um but it, you know it was nice to work with misa she had just joined the company so it was really cool to be able to work with her and to, and, and with Esteban, um, we had a lot of private rehearsals. It's, I mean, it's, it's very difficult. Um, and you know, you, I go through phases of like, I don't want to partner anymore. I don't want to be, you know, responsible for other people. I just want to dance on my own. So if I hurt myself, it's just me. And then going to like, I don't want to dance by myself anymore. Like I just want to partner. Like, so ages was definitely one of those moments of like, this is too hard. I'm out of my league. Like, let some of the other people do this. Like it's not for me sort of a thing. So it, it was kind of stressful in that way, but it was also really fun and really satisfying. Um, and that program as well, it was helpful because the shows that I did etudes, I also did big hunger, which is very difficult partnering, but wasn't, you know, my legs would be fine. I would feel fine classically, um, you know, for the most part. So, but it was good because it would, you would be tired. You wouldn't be too freaked out. You wouldn't have too much time to think about it. You had to just like get out of costume, get out of wigs, get into the next costume and go. Um, so that, that was kind of useful to just be a little bit more worn down so that you don't have the energy to think about what if this messes up and what if that, you know, and I, that was, I mean, that was a fun one. Um, and then Oberon, you know, is, I know that, it's regarded as one of the hardest male roles or hardest parts or um, however you want to say it. And it was really, it was a really fun challenge um, being able to work with Sandra Jennings and also Helgi through rehearsals were, I mean, I don't think that, you know, Helgi's regarded as one of the best Oberons and to be able to work with him was, um, I, I don't think that you can really replace that. Um, it would, you know, it's very difficult. It's very challenging, but it's also, you get most, you get basically all of your hardest stuff done in the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, or at least in like one section in one chunk. And then you just sweat through the rest of it, but you don't, you know, you're not like panting. You're not, you know, still doing stuff. Um, Oberon was very hard, but I felt really lucky. I, I wasn't sure. I had one other show. I was supposed to do the last show, I believe. Um, but we opened with the student matinee, so I hadn't done it with the bugs and things like that. Um, so I was, I was looking forward to being able to do it then and sort of get used to it and know all of their spacing and stuff, um, sort of knock out any unknowns, um, before I would be able to do the other show. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we didn't get that chance, which is a bummer, but I, I feel very, very fortunate that I was able to, to at least do it once. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to do it, you know, at least one more time next year. So we'll see. Well, it is the only thing we've officially announced for the season at this point is that Midsummer is coming. So I said hopefully... that and I was like. <laughs> that is. 
okay, you're good. I also have editing capabilities. We can always go in and cut things out if necessary. Um, so that was your Good. And I know we're no, you're good. coming, so we will be done shortly. But I do want to ask about how you found out about your promotion. Uh, well, that's kind of weird. Um, the so I had I received a call from Helgi while I was out on a walk, um, just trying to like blow off some steam and not just bit you know sit on the couch and have a beer and watch Sopranos. And, um, the, I got a call and I didn't feel it. Like I didn't, um, I didn't know that anyone called me and I got, got back to the car and I saw that somebody had called. And so I called him back, um, and he requested to FaceTime and I, uh, which no. And I was like, I don't, and like, I, you know, I don't love like zoom, like things like, you know, I would just rather talk to someone in person. You know, I, I'm not, I don't feel super comfortable with things like this. And so when he was like, you know, I would like to FaceTime, I was a little bit thrown off. Um, and I was like, okay, but I guess he's just checking in, seeing how everyone's doing. And then he, you know, let me know that, you know, I was going to, he wanted to promote me and that um, it would be effective next year. And I mean, it was a strange thing to be promoted in your car talking to your to, to your director um but you know i think and you know i was worried about you know if i and you know what that looks like um going forward and i expressed that and he he just mentioned that you know he thinks it's important to continue as things are supposed to um which you know, I think we're very fortunate uh, to have, you know, to, to be in the situation that we are and also to have the people in charge that we do um, because they've done a lot of right and they want to continue to do the right, um, which, you know, I feel very grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a little strange to be, it's all strange right now, right? There's nothing that's not strange about the situation, but I think for all of us last week, it was all of us who worked in the company. It was so nice to see people be promoted and to have that little bit of normalcy happen among everything. Max, have I lost you? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm waiting for it to like feel real. <laughs> Probably not till I'm in 2021, right? <laughs> when you're like, yeah stage for something we'll see yeah exactly i have one last kind of question for you and then i'll let you get back to your day and sopranos watching um i know that you are a dancer who has quite a few things going on outside of the studio um top of mind for me right now uh are your photography um and then you've also been involved in this food bank project we've been doing at the ballet so I wondered if you would like to just share a little bit about some of these other things you have going on around dancing yeah I mean I you know I don't have a lot um I'm 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 okay at being a homebody you know I I don't I don't have a big problem with that um I have been you know making sure to you know I love photography I love cameras um especially film photography and so I you know usually when I go out on a walk I bring a camera with me we have a there's a um a, a, a film processing lab called PhotoWorks in the Castro that they're still doing um um business you just have to drop it through the mail slot and you know you don't come into contact with anyone um so, you know, I've been trying to take some photos as I get out. Um, and then, you know, I do some grocery shopping for my neighbors. And so I go about once a week um, for them. And then um, I typically, I, I, I go and donate blood just regularly. Um, and so I've been trying to do that, but they've been super busy. I keep getting emails saying that there are shortages, but I can't get an appointment to donate. So, um, which is wild, which is great. I mean, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard to get into. Um, so I do that tomorrow. Um, but otherwise it's a lot of just like sitting around and, you know, I, I try and do those things to, to feel like I'm helping the community in some way. Cause otherwise 
I just sit here and, you know, watch the office and drive myself crazy thinking that, you know, I, what if I did this or what if I did that, you know, and at least I can feel like I'm doing some sort of good, um, in some way. So, but not a lot. I think you're doing more than a lot of people right now. So, you know, I think it's really great. And I know it's been inspiring to the organization as a whole to hear about some of what you've been doing. And I think it's really galvanized a lot of people to try to give back in this. Thanks. So. Thanks. I mean, I'm, you know, I've, I feel very fortunate that we can, you know, send Kelly an email and she can get in contact with you guys. I mean, honestly, like I didn't do anything for the food bank. I like how people are trying to give me credit. I didn't do anything. Like you did all of the work. You put all of it together. You organized everything with the food bank. I didn't do anything. I just said, Hey, people need food. We're making this a little mutual love fest. I'm going to thank you for reaching out to Kelly and getting all of this started. And you can thank me for working on the back end for it, but it's been a really good thing for the ballet. And um, I think it's great to see so many dancers show up to volunteer. It's been great seeing you there every week. Um, So I I feel like as many silver linings as we can find in this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If this were being recorded before an actual performance, I would be in so much trouble with the orchestra for having gone way too long, but I had too much fun chatting with you today to keep it to 30 minutes. So I hope you don't mind that we um, kept talking and thank you so much for being with me today. Time is a concept, especially right now. Like that was probably (laughs) what, like half an office episode? Like it was, it was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) more than that but it was really fun and i am going to stop the recording at this point thanks for listening to san francisco ballet's meet the artist podcast for more podcasts and other audience engagement programs check out sfballet.org or your favorite podcast player